This week on the reverse stick, a blistering display in the pads from the former Middlesex under-16s keeper was not enough for the Magpies to take back the Griffin Magpie Trophy from our arch enemies. Greetings and welcome one and all to the reverse stick, the global hockey podcast. My name is John Lee. Sitting with me is Mr. Matt Allen. A.K.A. The Big Show. The Big Show. How are we today, Wait, Matt? Oh, just correct. Wait, it's Worcestershire under 16. Worcestershire, not, not, not middle not, six. Not middle oh, six. damn it. Yeah. Uh, it was but, close. It's, it's like in that area, isn't it? The Big Show's back, bro, for the glow ho uh, Donuts yesterday. For first proper run out of the season. Uh, you were right. In, in the Masters game against uh, the Manville Hockey Club from, from down the road. And uh, Donuts. Zero goals conceded. I had the whole, oh, are you, are you in goal today, are you, Matty? Well, they must be desperate. And have you played a goal before, Matty? Oh, huh. funny. Little did they know. Funny seeing you playing goal, Matty. Anyway, soon changed their tune, even within the first quarter, John. Now, probably only five or six saves within the game, but they were important saves. Good saves. Good saves. Close. Off the line, closing down the the attackers. Yeah. One little stuff up, but we got it cleared off the line. Um, you know, that's fine. It's good to to uh, give the defenders Did an the opportunity to shine. Did the behind the line actually have the ball when he was behind the line? Um, I, I couldn't tell you, John. Oh, okay. I was, I was Just flound- I, was, I know there was some contention. I was floundering with the action happening behind oh, me. okay. And screaming, get it off the line! <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did have our annual, well... A first annual. Our inaugural. <laughs> inaugural. Um, Magpie Griffin Trophy Day. It was, what, three Masters teams yeah, played? Two fifties teams and a forties team. Yeah, and uh, all had a good hit out. And much yeah. fun and merriment had by all. Close games. We we even chucked on the uh, the free sausage sizzle as well. Had the sausage things. sizzle and, um, yeah. I think good, I'm soft. Good way to start the season because this, folks, is, uh, is pre-season. Yep, the week before. That was uh, the first time starts. I'd picked up a hockey stick since the last game of last year. Yeah, showing your commitment to training. Yeah, I'm ready to go, mate. Well, I've heard this big squad for you boys, so uh, you, we'll need it. You can have to. Uh, Judging by the way some of those boys were moving around the field yesterday, we'll probably need a big squad. Uh, it's warm enough, I tell you, honestly. <laughs> human, that was the killer. I, I had to get someone to run off at quarter time to go and get me a towel because the sweat dripping <laughs> into my eyes. I literally, I was like, I had one eye closed at one stage when there was an onslaught. Just you know, to wave the left arm at it. Didn't have any clue where it where it was going. And and yeah, it gets hot in that gear. Oh, I lost a few kilos. Well, you you were dressed in black. Yeah, on a sunny day with high humidity. Well, I was also thinking thinking as well though. Oh, well, at least I haven't got to put any sunscreen on out there. I'll be well covered for that. Little did I know. Can you see the grid across my face there? Oh, yeah, it does come through the helmet a little bit and leave some. Uh, some, you some lines. You got one right across the top of your nose. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. It was Thanks. a good day. Thanks. Hope everybody else has enjoyed their hockey week. I'm all excited now about playing. You know, I was, after you, you, you lost your game though, didn't you? Well, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't know. It's a scratch match. I wasn't even keeping the score, but apparently well, it, we did. It's funny because that was the same thing said by both of the te- of our teams that lost yesterday. Oh, well, you know, we weren't really keeping the score. Would I? I don't know. I think we lost, but I don't know. Nothing in it. I I mean, played, we kind of dominated the game. I only played two. We were just doing it for fun. And and they scored one while I was on the ground. It's a very different story when you win three 0 and don't concede any goals, John. It is. News. 
Well, what have we got in the new space? Matt, we do have some uh, indoor matches going on between um, the USA and Canada. Indoor tests, uh, not going that great for the US at the moment, it must be said. Uh, they lost the first game 9-1 to the Canadians. It, look at these, uh, you know, the scoring dots on the TMS? Yes. Look at it. It, it looks rather weird, doesn't it, when you see all the dots on one side except for one right in the middle on the other side. <laughs> it's, anyway, uh, USA improved in the second game. Um, still lost, but only seven goals to four. Then it went bad for them in the third game. Uh, Canada plugging in 11 to their lonely two. Have they got any more games? I think that's that for the series. So the Canadians certainly wiped the floor there. Uh, we've also had um, the non-pro league games between Australia and China in the women's side of things, Matt. Yeah. In the full 11-a-side outdoors. Um, the first game, believe it or not, Matt, nil all. Well, you'd also be interested to know. No, no shootout. It was an, it, the final result is a nil all draw. Uh huh. Well, Brilliant. John, John that, uh, provided, uh, 1.76 points added to the world rankings for China. Uh, moves them from 10th to another oh, stay in 10th spot. <laughs> but you'll be pleased to know the points exchanged in the next game, the 2 0 win for China over Australia. Yeah. 17.65 points exchanged there. Wow. That's and, uh, interesting. That keeps them in 10th spot. Tempo. Oh, great. We've also had um, the 11th Hong Kong triac- sorry, quadrangular hockey tournament yeah. with three teams. <laughs> um, it's both men's and women's, isn't it? No, I don't believe it is. No, it's women's. The men's was last uh, weekend. No, the women's is the invitational tournament. The men's okay. is the quadrangular, quadrangular three-team tournament. Okay. Um, Hong Kong and Thailand played out a two-all draw in um, one pool. <laughs> That's what it says, one pool. Uh, this is the men's we'll go through. Um, no, it's just one pool. So it says one pool. Oh, okay. Uh Game's coming up, uh, well, actually not too far from now, 31 minutes, so they'll all be over and done with by the time you listen to this. It'll be Chinese Taipei versus Thailand, then Hong Kong versus Chinese Taipei. So men's in the first game, men's, women's in the second game. Uh, no. Yeah. Oh, that was women's, yes. There's another game coming up um, that's already been played in the women's side of things. <laughs> There's another game oh, coming up that's already been played. played. That's right, <laughs> Thailand versus Hong Kong. On the women's side, 2 0 win for Thailand. Hong Kong versus Chinese Taipei. What a derby that is. Men's, men's game. Men's game. 3 1 in favour of Hong Kong, the mainlanders. I hope you're ticking this off on your listener pads at home. I hope so. Um, and um, that's about it. We've got Australia playing China a bit later on today. You going? No. No? No, I'm going to Rick's barbecue afterwards. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that should be good. Um, and then there's nothing really till next weekend. Um, Switzerland and Italy are playing some test matches uh, next weekend. Is that men's or women's? Men's. Uh, we've also got the Junior Pan Americans coming up uh, very soon. It's two weeks away. Argentina, Brazil, USA, Guyana, um, Canada, and BAR. Who are that? Barbados. Barbados. Must be that. Uh, that's on the men's side. Women, Argentina, Uruguay, Chile, Barbados, Canada, Guyana. So there's uh, plenty of uh, Pan-American junior action. Of course, we've just had the, um, that's under 21, so I would assume. 
Uh, we just had the African uh, under-21s yep. continental championships held. And um, what have we got after that? No, there's junior bad hams going for a while. Anyway, uh, next Pro League games don't start until the 22nd of April, Matt. Both men's and women's in Christchurch, New Zealand taking on Germany. Once again, the fixture in the Pro League, what a smuzzle, mate. Seriously, well, we, it, we had a World Cup. I'm sure Cup. It's, it's allowing some pointy end stuff, which, happen, which is happening well, in Europe. Not. Club stuff. It's not drawing people away from clubs at a crucial time for the end of the season. But maybe that's... And therein lies one of the big problems with the Pro League, it isn't. Anyway. Anyway. It's not a league. Mini tournaments, Matt. Don't you love that? Mini tournaments. I think we should have more of them in hockey. You can get... F- <laughs> I, I... You gotta to listen to the reverse stick, the global hockey podcast. Results extra, 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 extra. Because he got a bit trigger happy there with uh, <laughs> playing that sting. Uh, quick run around uh, Europe, John. Yeah. Uh, one round to go in Ireland in the EYHL men's. Currently, Banbridge sitting top on 40 points. Lisna Garvey second on 38. And then you're away to 32 points from third to three Rock Rovers and. Glennan on 31, YMCA on 30. Um, they've probably got some sort of city playoff thing that they'll have um, running after the uh, final games there. Uh, in the women's, Loretto uh, on top on 35, UCD second on 33, Catholic Institute third on 32, and then it's Old Alex on 28 um, on 16 games, so they've got two to play there. Pembroke Wanderers fifth on 23 points uh, with three games to play, so all to play for there in... England, uh, finals weekend next week at Surbiton for their top leagues. I think the lineup is in the men's old Georgians versus Wimbledon and Surbiton versus Holcomb. Uh, there were some final games played yesterday in their um, top. So yep. in the quarterfinals, they, they had a straight... No, they've got two pools. So the, at, the, at the after the 11 games are played in the season, they split into the top six and bottom six. And then at the end of the season, the top six plus the top two from the bottom six oh, right. go oh, into go. two pools of four. They back, play off, back. which is go what back. they've done. They split into a top six and a bottom six, yep. right? So the top six teams all play for position, a ladder position. Yeah. And then the bottom six, the top two teams from there... Will make it into the playoffs to... So they'll be added to the top six yep. once they've played their separate little round robins in their two little... Their five pools. games, yeah. In that, and then... From that, you then go into the top two from each of those pools, then goes into the semi-finals. No, the top two is... from the two pools of four that are generated by having two pools of six. Yeah, well, a pool is yeah, two pools of six, yeah, and two okay. out of the six. And then, the, anyway, um, so oh, what a I'm assu- great! I'm, I'm, assume, I'm assuming from the placings on the ladder because old, old Georgians had finished top, so they would play second in the other group. Um, so uh, I reckon they'll be playing Wimbledon next weekend, Surbiton home side to take on Holcomb. So from regular season, uh, Old Georgians have finished top, Surbiton have finished second, Wimbledon have finished third, Hampson and Westminster fourth and Holcomb fifth. So Holcomb have come from fifth to, to sort of get into that final Do four you know? there. That's the men. Yeah. For the women, Surbiton will play Hampson and Westminster and East Grinstead will play Clifton Robinsons. Now Clifton Robinsons finished sixth out of that um Second tier group, they finished six on the table, so they come from six to to make it through into that final That's four right. after winning all of their um, pool games. 
going down in the Man Uni of Exeter and Brooklyn's Manchester Uni. I think they then go into a playoff, um, and the women Holcomb and Buckingham uh, in the leagues below. One more game to go for the women in the North Division and the South Division. Uh, Bowden and Stourport are both clear. Um, the top two from the North and in the South, uh, Iska are, are clear winners, and then you've got Seven Oaks, um, Barnes vying for the second spot there. In the men's North and South D- Division One, there's two games to go there. Cardiff and Met are the winners in the, the North, and second bit will be between um, Bowden, Durham, Uni, and, and Loughborough students. Um, I haven't got the uh, South Do you, figures there. Do you have any idea of what the the benefits and advantages are of having such a complicated, stupid system? Well, having spoken to somebody who's recently returned from playing for one of those teams in the Final Four for the men, he said they're all pretty pissed off that they can go and win the league and not actually win anything for winning the league. And uh, they're they're put into a competition then with, tested again with the top eight, with the top six, and then a top eight. Why do we make these things so complex and so hard for people to understand? What, what what benefit is it to the sport? Why couldn't the, all of those teams... It's just about excitement. It's about twice. having a finals weekend there. Well, you can have a finals weekend. You play a league, because let's face it, it's not the same system we have here in Australia. A lot more um, credit is placed on winning the league, isn't it, than, than winning some sort of final series. Well, your advantage comes with the amount of games you then have to play to get to the grand final. Because you finish top of the league, you could get there in one game less. You yeah, haven't but, got to but, battle through as many rounds if you'd finished sixth or eighth or whatever the qualification is. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. The, you know, the, the bottom well, that's how it works here. Through. But over, I'm, I'm talking about what do teams take more seriously, winning that cup-type thing that happens at the end of the season or winning a league, like in, in football. Well, now the, the onus is on, certainly in England, on winning the, the playoff competition. Okay, so it's more like the way the Australian system works. If you want, as, to, be, as if you want, to, be, if you want to be champions... You've got to win that grand final. Okay. Yeah. Why don't they, you just, everybody plays each other twice and you still get your finals weekend because you're playing finals. Yeah, well, there's two flags <laughs> up for grabs here though, isn't there? I mean, it doesn't really matter so much at the very, very top end because it's winning that grand final that's the important thing. Yeah, um, okay. But you'll get two flags in our lower grades, one if you finish top and then the other if you win a grand final. Yeah, well, they could do that there too. There's nothing, I mean, doesn't that make sense? Because yeah. that's bloody complicated. And, uh, and why? Why would you, in in an well, how many teams? It's a twelve-team competition. Why yeah. would why would you give someone who finished eighth the opportunity? You finish essentially eighth. Yeah. You can go straight in. You can get to a grand final. Well, you've still got to go and beat those teams above you, haven't you? Yeah, but it's still rewarding mediocrity. So you don't even have, remember our our whole argument about teams, um, the pool games not meaning anything. So you get, and, cause you can make a cro- you can make a semi-final, as we've seen New Zealand do, of an international competition and win it without having won any of your pool games. Now it's slightly different there, but you can basically scab your way through into the bottom position and still win the league. I well, think that's wrong. I got given my trophy last week. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, uh, well, what silly. else, what else, it's what else? Just silly. The Spain, uh, this weekend, the Copa del Rey and the Copa de la Reina in Madrid at Club de Campo. Um, finals today. Uh, so semi-finals, well, they, they, there was, um, the top eight for men and women played off in this. 
uh, in the Copa del Rey in the men's comp club to Campo beat Barcelona 4-1 in their semi and Athletic Terrassa 2-0 winners over Agarra so they advanced to today's final in the Copa de la Reina Club de Campo women 2-1 winners over Real Sociedad and Real Club de Polo de Barcelona 3-0 winners over Terrassa so I would expect a uh, big crowd there for finals day in Madrid eh? should be good uh, what are the uh, what are the results have I got around about John Scotland they've got their group games double header of games um, there and then they'll work out who their playoff teams are there's another playoff set up in Scotland oh Netherlands do you want to know what's going on there uh, they're holding the weight <laughs> <laughs> well big shot last weekend was um, Charvet in the men's beating the ladder leaders Kampong for their first, first defeat of the season. Still going to be a hard slog for them um, to get out of that bottom three for the relegation games. Um, Vordan, they drew with Vordan the week before, 1-1. Uh, Kampong on the top, 40 points. Six clear of Blumendahl, um, who are five clear of Rotterdam with a game in hand over them, um, followed by Orangi Rude and then Pinoke, who uh, Hendricks has just made a return there, I think, and winning, scored some goals. Last weekend, and Dan Bosch on 23. Uh, that's in the men's. In the women's, it looks as though uh, Klein Switzerland, are, uh, they're gone at the bottom. Uh, Rotterdam and Tilburg fill up the other two um, relegation playoff spots there, but uh, HTM not too far off. At the top, SCHC clear on 41 point, points, no defeats this season. Amsterdam in second, Dan Bosch third, Hurley fourth. Uh, Pinake and HGC not far off Hurley for that fourth spot. Uh, Belgium men's league. Uh, Leopold's currently top on 40 points. Dragon second, 36. Gantois third on 32. And Waterloo tied on 27 points with Racing. With Braxgarda not far off them. All getting close to the end of the season there. Now, John, the pointy end. It's a pointy end for you. Make sure you go and give it a whack. Interesting result there where you mentioned Campong going down to a team that's... Bottom. Oh, second bottom. Second yeah. bottom. See, that, that, that sort of result's not going to happen in those English leagues, is it? Cause no, the, it's unlikely. Because all those bottom teams are going to be taken out of your pools. You're not going to get that um, those freak sort of results, because let's face it, that's a freak result. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that make leagues interesting, because that opens it up for other teams. Now, that's not to say that, you know... Kampong would have won all of their game, wouldn't have lost games if they had gone into some sort of break up into pools. But it, that's what makes leagues exciting. Yeah, those sorts of results. Oh, but they'd so have to play. Sort of, yeah, they'd have to play them at some point, wouldn't they? Yeah, that's right. And you know, normally that's a team everybody thinks will bank that four points. And then when a team who's really good fails to bank those four points that everybody else is getting, mm-hmm. that's when leagues start getting interesting. Yeah. I agree. Anyway. anyway, that's result. That's the end of results extra. Oh, okay. Good. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Matt, you remember some uh, and toward after the end of last season, we did a story about um, a hockey team from the southwest. That uh, I had to, uh, here in Western Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah here yeah. in the southwest of West Australia, down at Bustleton, one of the southwest competitions. And they'd, um. Now we played the interview off the radio, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, off we did. The, the uh, ABC. The, the, the coach had instructed his players 
the leading four goals to two, instructed his players to let the other team score two goals. No, that's what's alleged, but it yeah. never made any sense as a premise. And even when he explained what he did, still, it was still... Uh, it's being, it's still, that's the way it's being presented. Anyway, want to get to they it. sacked him. Well, they did. New, new information has, um, come to light, Matt. Now, I can't read the story because I don't have a, um, a, an account with the local rag, the worst Australian. Um, and I'm not going to pay for one, quite frankly, but my mum and dad still get it delivered. So I suddenly discovered this when I went over to see Mimi and mummy and daddy. And I saw this story. I didn't think quick enough to go, oh, cut it out. <laughs> I won't be able to get access to it when I get home. Mum, mum, can you cut out that hockey uh, article from the paper, please, and put it in my scrapbook? Something like that. I was nearly going to ring her up this morning and say, can you read it out live on our podcast? <laughs> But anyway, the juxta the this story has reared its ugly head again. Now, at the time, it all seemed a bit strange. It didn't make any sense whatsoever, but it happened. The guy got sacked. Anyway, turns out the club then went and uh, asked people to reapply and had meetings with the stakeholders of the club and, and yep. had a big discussion. And guess what they decided to do? Um, fold the club. No, they no. decided to reappoint the coach well, they'd sorry. sacked. Great decision. Because everybody at the club wanted him to be the coach. Yeah. So they reinstated him. And then they sacked him again because they had some communication from Hockey WA and from Hockey Australia who conducted um, some inquiries and um, into the, these events and decided that what he'd done was against the spirit of the game and blah, 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 all those integrity bullshit issues that seem to happen in our sport. And um, they actually made a ruling on it, Matt. Said, right. no, you shouldn't let him be your coach. So they sacked him again. Now, that's not exactly 100% entirely accurate, but it's a roundabout summation of what happened. Okay. And, see, I'm trying to figure out what he did wrong. In the whole thing that would mean Hockey Australia and Hockey WA would have to stick their noses in and start telling clubs who and who they can and can't appoint as their coaches. And it's not like he's, he hasn't been found guilty of a criminal offence. And I'm still trying to determine how no, he could ever he, be found did guilty. Did he get a ban? No, they sacked him. No, I know, but... Didn't uh, there was nothing in the article about saying, and Hockey Australia banned him for three years at the time. They never made any finding public. Anyway, you can log on to the West and read it if you want. I'm just having a look now. Yeah. Uh, what did interest me is that the the uh, the article wasn't written by the West's dedicated hockey writer, the Honey Monster. It wasn't his byline, so it had a fairly prominent pay, uh, place on the back page. It was one of those little stories on the corner of the back page yeah. that says, you know, it has three, three paragraphs and more, page, whatever. The inside back cover. So fairly prominent in the sports news. Well, so the so the, ori- <laughs> the original article, um, yeah, here we go. So the act was labelled disgusting by the game's umpire and life members, prompted a tribunal hearing on Thursday night as one well of separate Hockey WA and Hockey Australia investigations. This yeah. is this is from. Um, um, an independent tribunal found the respondent to be the club, but that the team coach's actions were the club's actions. The tribunal found the offending team to be deemed ineligible for finals. Yeah. The tribunal was satisfied that a monetary penalty was not required. 
in light of the tribunal's verdict, Hockey Australia said it would not be taking any further action. <laughs> Hockey Australia acknowledges the findings of the South West Hockey League Tribunal and satisfied the appropriate process has been followed, its statement read. The outcome reflects the seriousness of competition manipulation and that is a zero-tolerance approach to this in hockey at any form and at any level. Unless you're in Europe, where apparently it's OK. <laughs> well, it's, that, I mean, a worse situation happened in the indoor in Europe. And they did nothing. No one, no one even peeped about it. People went, oh, is this right? They went, oh, well, that's not against the rules. The match's umpire, Jared Boo, told the South Western Times this week he was disgusted by the action. They just scored their fourth goal with about seven minutes to go. And their coach yelled out to let them get two, he said. One guy went to tackle them and their whole team yelled at him to stop. I didn't know what I could do as an umpire. Obviously, I'd never been in this situation before. I thought it was rubbish. I was pretty disgusted. And I just thought it was all for mental health, John. Yes. Yep. Well, it's, you know, it's, but, but it's you nice know, to get hockey, hockey on the back page. But here's Hockey Australia coming out after the fact saying, oh, no, we're satisfied with all of that. We're satisfied with those findings of, of that tribunal. And they didn't, sac- they didn't sanction the coach in that tribunal hearing. They sac- the, sanctioned the club. But yep. So for them to come back now... When the club decides we want this guy to coach because the group wants him to coach, um, you know, it's a bit piss weak, really. You, you said you were satisfied. Bang. End of story. Oh, but now, no, you're sending little letters through the back, back channels saying, oh, we don't think you should do this. Is, is that not man- trying to manipulate things? You, you, you refuse to, you, it, it, ha, have your inquiry and make findings by all means, but don't play these little. There must have been something. There must have been something else that's it's, it's happened bull, or popped up. It's bullshit games that Hockey Australia continue to play all the time. Really, I bet he's accredited though. Wow, he certainly needs his level one. He would. Yeah. Have to pay for that course too, I guess. Well, no, but you've, for your hockey ed, ed course, it's gone on to a new platform, so you've now got to sign into something to then sign into that, uh-huh. and then uh, and possibly send an email to somebody to make sure your accredita- accreditation gets moved over. I'm sure it's all to make things much more efficient, more expensive, probably. I don't know if you've noticed. I was actually channeling a bit of um, uh, Tommy Alexander today. I've got yep. that sort of. Um, yeah, o- odour of a goalkeeper. Yeah. I'm drinking a can of Iron Brew. And what is that? Iron it's brew. made in Scotland from Girders. From what? Girders. 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 Steel. Steel, yeah. Oh. Made, made in Scotland. Old, from, yeah. old ships. And um, we'll talk about old ships in a minute. Um, Scott Edwards. Um, yeah, <laughs> and, and I've got the authentic Scottish accent just like Tommy. Yeah, I'm very Scottish. You so are. goalkeeping, drinking Iron Brew, Scottish very, accent. Very, very Scottish. That's why people say this show is hosted by two Aussies. Is your the thickness of your Scottish accent gives it away? It does. Um, did we talk about my goalkeeping exploits yesterday? Yeah, we did. We did. Okay, that's yeah, good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Um, I put a tweet out with regard to uh, umpire praise. Um, oh, there's too much of it in too, the game. There's too much, too much umpire praise, yeah. and uh, it's manipulation, really, Matt. Yeah. Oh, and we've got a response from Amajit on it there. Yeah. But you do your bit before you get to his response. No, well, it's easy for you to click on it 
because you've got oh. it on your, on your screen in, in front of you there. Oh, uh, there you go. But, uh, yeah, no, I was just giving it some thought with regard to um, what happens on the field in the game today because there's all this rhetoric about abuse of umpires. And I th- think of it the other way around. I think there's too much praise happening from players of umpires in the game. So comments like, great spot, umpy, and haven't got one wrong, haven't got one wrong all day, ump. Geez, you're a champ. I think it's the same as abuse in trying to influence a game, get inside the heads of the umpires. Uh, well, that's essentially what abuse is. And isn't I, exa- it, exactly, exactly. <laughs> get them to change their mind. Now, do you want them to do a better job? What's the best approach, carrot or stick? For me, both equally disgusting. I, I've got an inge- just say nothing, players. I say got, nothing. I got an ingenious method to stop all of this. Uh-huh. Stop paying them. But they don't all get paid everywhere. No, no. But umpires just shouldn't be paid, and then we can treat them as true volunteers and have respect. Uh-huh. Well, it's, 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 a, it's a thought process. Yeah, yeah. Um, wait, it's a thought. MRG um, <laughs> responded with, uh, "It's conditioning the umpires so that future decisions will be called in your favour for the dopamine release when praised." Mm. And he's right, and it's disgusting. It's got to stop. There's another response, though, Matt, from Amarjeet. Yeah, because I think I said absolutely. Dis- oh. Yeah, disgusting practice. Rare as hen's teeth on the pitch. Oh, says Hutchie, the, yeah, uh, our latest Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick and support our hockey podcast endeavours, Hutchie. But there's another response there from FH umpires. Oh, and another fellow Patreon um, subscriber. Yeah. You going to read Thanks, Kelly. Um, yeah, that one time back in... Yeah. There one time. <laughs> no accents. No accents. Go. All right. Give me a, uh, give me a Canadian phrase. Um, don't read hey, that, don't read that siren. The moose will be coming out. Yeah, that one time. But no, <laughs> just do it in your voice, dude. Yeah, that one time back in 2007. You can't cover it up when I'm reading it. Well, you can't do that. Yeah, that one time back in 2007 <laughs> when that defender said cheers after I awarded them the free hit after they got clattered. So excessive. Yeah. Uh, the swallow that defines summer. Now, there was an open letter which has been um, published by Hockey Australia from CEO David Pryles. This came out Friday the 24th of March. Respecting officials and umpires at all levels of hockey in 2023. To the, host- oh, the Australian, huh. Australian. Australian hockey community. To the Australian hockey community, as the hockey sticks come out for another highly anticipated season across the country, it's a timely reminder about the importance of respect and courtesy we need to show our valued officials and umpires at all levels of our game. Officials and umpires are as valuable and integral as players and coaches. Without them, we do not have a game or a sport. Like players and coaches, umpires and officials devote time, energy and expertise into performing their duties on a weekly basis and we should all we should appreciate all the time and effort they put in. Hockey Australia, along with our member associations, have a strong position of no tolerance when it comes to criticising or verbally abusing officials and umpires. What is their policy on excessive praise, though? Good point. Where is it? If hockey is going to continue to thrive and maintain the amazing sense of community and inclusiveness it has, there needs to be respect for everyone in the game. Almost everyone. This respect must come from those on and off the field. Officials and umpires make mistakes. 
as do players and coaches and administrators. Being an umpire or official is a tough and often thankless job. They give up their time to ensure players, coaches and spectators enjoy everything that is great about hockey. Having excitingly taken up playing the sport myself for the first time this year, it's given me a new appreciation of the skills and knowledge required, not only to play the game, but also to those who officiate it. Regardless of decisions made, whether right or wrong, there is no excuse or justification for verbally abusing or threatening officials and umpires. Next time you think about criticising an umpiring decision or witness someone hurling verbal abuse from over the fence, choose respect instead of criticism and ridicule. We all have a responsibility to set an example through how we act and what we say, just like acknowledging the opposition after a hard-fought game. Officials and umpires deserve a thank you for their participation regardless of the result. Everyone has a responsibility to make hockey the best game it can be. We are blessed to have so many fantastic people involved in our sport and by retaining officials and umpires and attracting others to take up these important roles, hockey in Australia will continue to blossom. All the best for the season and thanks for choosing hockey. Thanks, David. Um, well, David, why don't you, as an organisation, take control of umpiring instead of letting it be this laissez-faire free market thing where you don't even have to... There's, there's no accountability for accreditation of umpires in hockey, but there is for coaches. You can, any Muppet can go and umpire a hockey game. A lot, you, you do need to have accreditation at higher levels. No, but not, yeah, but at what percentage of people play at higher levels? The whole idea is if, it, if it's good enough for that grade, it's good enough for all grades. Well, you would say in our local competition, the men's senior grades have gone to 10 grades this year. The top three are the premier grades. The seven below are the provisional grades. There will be nobody asking about the quality of the umpiring provided for those divisions four and, and down. From above. Nobody asking from no, above. No, yeah, no. Yeah. So you take ownership of Umpiring Hockey Australia and Hockey WA and all the other regional associations because you've washed your hands of it. And that's the worst thing about them making these posts like there is they've actually done nothing to improve hockey umpiring really at all. Well, no. And, and they've done nothing to really stamp out hockey abuse, abuse of umpires because they continue to let people umpire who aren't up to it. Especially, and it's at the lower levels we're talking about umpiring abuse is a major part. It's not, you don't see a lot of umpire abuse at the, at the higher levels. It does happen, but not the same way oh, it no, happens but, at lower but, levels. But, but they crack down on it much quicker yeah. and more harshly Absol- if, absolutely if it happens. They do. And uh, they're empowered to do so, as are umpires at, at lower levels as well. Uh, yeah, and that's where... Yeah, we, we were talking about this before. It's, it's all well and good talking around the, the space of their volunteers as well. And, but we've moved out of that well, space. They're not volunteers. Because I they're don't, paid. I don't think... We pay them. We have to. Otherwise, we can't get umpires. Even at junior hockey year, five, year, six age groups, they've got junior umpires that are getting paid 20 or 25 bucks a game. Even at that level. It's not very rarely parent-led umpiring that's, that's no. happening there. That can be a good thing because it's, I know you don't like it, but it's an opportunity for for them to earn their stripes and get used to, to umpiring well, games. Well, it'd be but, nice if they knew how to play the game before they well, started umpiring. Well, yeah, okay. Um, but can you be considered a, a volunteer and volunteering your time when the very base rate is 50 bucks to go and do you're a not, league, to, to go, to go do a league game? What's the, what's the minimum wage in this country? It's about $22 an hour. So you're making twice the minimum wage. Not quite, but yeah. 
Yeah. So you ain't a volunteer. You're a subcontractor. It's cashy, mate. It's cashy. It won't be once we go did, uh, cashless, will it? It'll be going through your bank account. You'll have to be paying tax on it. Unless clubs start doing illegal things and paying money under the table. Wouldn't want to see that happen to hockey, would we, Matt? No. You... And don't forget, the re- why do we have umpires in our game? Why do we need umpires? Because to... we cheat. Players cheat. <laughs> Guess what? So do all other sections of the hockey community. There are cheaters at every level, be they umpires or coaches or administrators or players. There are people that will cheat. Let's face it, it's true. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree. Mm. Um, talking about cheating, uh, Asian Hockey Federation Congress has just finished. Oh, <laughs> riveting. Um, I'll give you a quick pricey from their from their website. Um, paragraph one to enhance the women leadership in Asia. AHF formulated the women's advisory panel. The advisory panel consists of the women's leaders from all over Asia. The role of this advisory panel is to advise the AHF executive board on various affairs, ensuring the equal participation by women. The advisory panel also has to contribute towards the enhancement of women participation in hockey. They will be encouraging the national associations to ensure gender equality, has also helping the Asian women face the challenges, challenges and paving the way for them to enhance their participation. The Women's Advisory Panel will primarily secure the interests of women in Asia hockey and they will encourage women to participate in hockey more and more. Good. Good. A lot of those nations need it. Um, so, equality, yes, absolutely. Equality. Second paragraph, the AHF Congress demonstrated in detail by various initiatives how they value their athletes. In 2022, the appointment of the AHF Athlete Ambassadors was initiated. Furthering this initiative, AHF appointed four more Athlete Ambassadors during this Congress. The AHF Athlete Ambassadors play a distinguished leadership role in international representation, development and advocacy of athletes. They promote awareness about athletes' rights and athletes' welfare out of these four newly appointed athlete ambassadors, two female athlete ambassadors were appointed to ensure gender balance. The athletes were presented with the cash prizes of 2K for senior athletes and 1K for junior athletes. Player of the Year and Emerging Player of the Year were also presented to the athletes as a special honour by the AHF Vice President. The Hockey India Junior National Women's Athlete Salima Tete was seated alongside the AHF Vice President on the head table. While the AHF Congress was still in session, Sri Lankan men and women athletes won a prize of US $10,000 to support their development and welfare. Both men's and women's teams of India won the Best Achievement Award. Uh, The Best Achievement Award was presented to the Iran National Women's Indoor Hockey Team upon winning a bronze in the recently... Did I just say women's? Award was presented to the Iran National no National Men's Indoor Hockey Team upon winning a bronze in the recently held Indoor Hockey World Cup. Um, Tyab was there, wasn't oh, was at, wasn't at that Indoor World Cup. No, just, no. just mentioned. Um, he delivered his remarks at the beginning of the Congress. He emphasised to primarily work on the athletes' rights, athletes' welfare, encourage athletes to raise their voice against issues, enhance athletes' representation, empowerment of athletes, and their involvement in the decision-making in AHF. Do you think there's a point he's trying to get across there? Nothing about hockey players. Um, The NAs and AHF to work and find sustainable solutions and to promote sustainability. He appealed AHF to go green. 
Pakistan Correct. already are, and run a oh, cam- today. and run a campaign through hockey. Hockey India responded immediately to the appeal of FIA's president and announced to plant 100,000 trees in India. <laughs> well, that'll stop the globe from warming, Matt. Yeah, and, I, and then, then he just wants everything just to like keep on keeping on being being ace um, at hockey. You know the, the way to look good in the modern era: plant trees. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're, we're a socially responsible organisation. We've been planting trees. Yeah. Good on them. We're still pumping out the same shit we were pumping out before, but we're planting trees. Yeah, well, you've got to clear the trees to plant the trees, haven't you? Yeah, that's right. Clear the trees, plant Pl- the trees. Well, if you've got... Clear the trees yeah. to plant the trees. If you've got a sustainable logging industry. <laughs> <laughs> Best we leave that alone. You've got to make your hockey sticks that summer, yeah. haven't you? Can we... Can we do a serious thing Go on. now and then we can finish the show without being serious? Yeah. Okay. Um, many of you would have seen some news on social media about a month ago um, about a sad story involving um, Pakistan women's player uh, Shahida Raza, who uh, tragically passed away after, I'm not sure exactly of the circumstances, but she was on a boat that sank and uh, sadly passed away. Uh, she was with her, her son, three-year-old son. I don't have any information about what happened to him, unfortunately, but I'm assuming uh, he probably passed away as well, as when boats sink, many other people did. It, it's a bloody terrible story from not just a hockey perspective, but all sorts of perspectives. Um, and the FIH has put up a statement about it on the 22nd, so about a month after it happened, uh, FIH President Taya Bikram has been in contact with the family of Shahida Raza, a hockey player from Pakistan women's team, who tragically died last month when the boat she was on sank off the coast of Italy. She had been trying to reach the European country to get medical treatment for her three-year-old son. Terrible. The FIH President said, It's our duty to support and protect our athletes and their families' welfare. We are currently looking at how we can best help to support Shahida Raza's family, in particular for the provision of medical treatment to her son. So, great, he obviously survived. Oh, maybe what? Yeah. No. In such tragic circumstances, we have to stand next to our athletes. Taya Bikram also held talks with the Asian Hockey Federation President, uh, Fumio Ogura, in order to involve AHF as well. He thanked the numerous people from the global hockey community who had expressed their f- profound sadness about this tragedy. There's one more paragraph, but we'll wait for that. I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, Taya, perhaps you could explain to the greater world, because you are Pakistani, why a woman would have to flee her country to seek medical treatment for a three-year-old son and become an illegal immigrant, because that's what was going on. It's an tra- absolute tragedy on many levels. Now, the last paragraph. I'm just, I'm just interested in the, the duty to support and protect our athletes and their families' welfare. Is it? Because I don't think it is. That's why... Half of the, the international players that are in the Western world have all got mental health problems. Because <laughs> they're not earning enough money, because they're struggling well, to... Let, let, 
Let Keep me, it elite level competition. Let me get to the last paragraph. The FIH president highlighted the need to look into how it can be ensured that athletes are able to make earnings that allow them to provide for themselves and their families. <laughs> so they do not suffer such types of tragedies. Bravo. He plans to engage with the FIH Athletes Committee, as well as the IOC Athletes Committee, to have in-depth talks about players' welfare and well-being, a core topic of his presidential agenda. Well, fuck me, Tyab. Hey, seriously, mate, what the hell are you talking about? Really? We we want to be able to make earnings that allow them to provide themselves. You're running a a competition and a sport that will never be able to support its athletes because you don't think that the Pro League needs a sponsor. No, and let's also remember that teams, nations are paying a fortune to be involved in this Pro League. If they weren't, they could actually be using some of that money to pay their athletes instead of flying them around the world for mini tournaments. And let's face it, here in Australia, our athletes, our hockey players, do get paid. They get paid somewhere around what a student gets paid on student studies or an unemployed person gets paid. It's barely enough to live on, let alone live the lifestyle these people are expected to live on. Some of them do get a nice sort of 15 grand a year stick sponsorship top-up. Yeah, if you, well, you need it. Some club, but they're not, they're some not club earning, hockey money in Europe. They are not earning a living off hockey. A, few, a few are. Very a few. few. Are, a few are. Maybe in Europe. But most places, even the top-level hockey players, are not making a living out of the game. Okay. Now, this bit, why would you consult the IOC Athletes Committee? The IOC doesn't even pay prize money for the people that win a gold medal, for Christ's sake. Now, they leave it to national associations to worry, or governments of sovereign nations to worry about that stuff. They're too busy raking in all the billions of dollars in television revenue and the tax-free status that they hold. They can afford to do something about this, but they won't. They'll just come up with some committee that makes recommendations and urges people to be nice. Uh, The poor woman. And the son and the family, but using that as some sort of, you know, just leave it as this person has passed away. It's very sad. We don't add all this other crap on they're absolutely not going to do anything well, it's, about it. Well, it seems opportunistic. That's exactly to, the right. Oh, well, we really should put this out and put a good spin on it. A month after. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm feeling quite ashamed in our sport at the moment, having read that. It could have just been saddened to see uh, Shahida pass away in such tragic circumstances and we stand behind her family as a hockey community. That would have done. But, you know, to drag in all this other stuff about things you're not ever going to do because you have no intention of it and you've proved it for decades. Anyway. Well, that's a bit of a bloody downer to end this show on, but there we go. No, that's it's what, not. That's We're going to do something fun and frivolous. <laughs> no, I've had some complaints that, that people are missing the um, the funny bit at the, you know, bundle of funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long boat. <laughs> the, um, the extra bit at the end of the show. Oh, um, oh so, I might have one for today. So, well, I've, I think I've got one as well. Oh, good. Um, we'll save it for the end. Yeah, well, we'll do that. Um, <laughs> beach hockey on the latest episode of yes. Not the Footy Show. The, um, the Not the Footy Show podcast. Yeah. Uh, what's, with is, Valentino? 
with Melanchino. Was that interviewing Doug Mill? Uh, oh, I, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, so. Um, no, it wasn't Doug. Who was it interviewing? I'm pretty sure it wasn't Doug. Oh, you have scroll, to go through all through these through your, your Twitter, don't you just look at... I, I can just look at it on my podcast app, John. It's, oh, okay. You know you can get us on your podcast app. You don't have to go to uh, follow a link or something to find us every week. You can subscribe to the show. It'd be nice if you did that. And you can follow us on the socials. Bit quiet on there at the moment. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at The Reverse Stick. Send us an email, matt at thereversestick.net or john at thereversestick.net if you want any general life advice. Uh, yeah, no, sorry, Greg Mill. Greg yeah, Mill. Greg. He's from, he was, was from Port Douglas. That was what yes. was in, in originally, but he's, he's now moved somewhere else, I think. Um, Interesting. Yeah, president of the World Beach Hockey Federation. Go and have a listen to that. Not the footy show. Right. Episode. Right. It's preferable over fives. 116. No 116. It makes far more sense to me and many others than fives does. Yeah. For a whole host of reasons. In fact, it covers the mandate of what fives is supposed to be better than fives does. Well, the great thing is, once that's taken off, then similar to indoor volleyball centres, we'll have indoor sand hockey centres. Oh, possibility. Yeah. Olympics. Yeah. There's an idea. There, yeah, yeah. There is a good idea. Another good idea. We've got plenty of them. Um, all right, yeah. Wrap it up and we'll. Shall we, shall we play the outro? And uh, you... Season starts next week. It does, mate. Yeah, fixes don't arrive yet. No, no. Oh, we're not expecting them till Thursday night, are we? <laughs> Maybe Friday morning? That's when they usually come out. And it'll only be the first two or three weeks. Two weeks, that's all you're going to get. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic work. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> oh, make... congratulations, Maddie Hinch, on a great international career. That's right, yeah. Um, been a great store for England and Great Britain hockey for a, a long time. And... Um, fantastic career although we could argue it's not over internationally because she's still playing international club hockey well yeah she'll be there at representative international hockey all right if you're uh finishing the season this weekend next weekend whack it hard give it a whack and uh if it's getting underway for you that's exciting yeah just take uh, it easy though no we still want to give it away remember remember knee high too high So, oh, yeah. a bit of the end. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm just going uh, to see if this this works. I just thought I'd call in to um team captain from the team that my team beat yesterday. Oh. Uh, just to... Uh... Oh, do we need to put the... Oh. Have we got that in your, in your headphones? Yeah, yeah. Just wait for the answer. <laughs> Hold it. Hi, oh, you've reached Justin. Oh. I'm not available right now. Please leave your details and I'll call you back. Oh, right I... now. Oh, team Matt here from uh, the Reverse Stick Global Hockey Podcast. <laughs> your dulcet tones were just on air. Um, just ringing to see what went wrong yesterday for uh, for your boys. Obviously, a 3 0 defeat and you couldn't put a goal past me. Um, look, if you get this in the next hour, give us a shout back. Holty. The global hockey community wants to know what the fuck you guys were doing not scoring a goal against Matt. All right, cheers. There you go. There we go.